proceeds. We basically talk about whatever there is possible. I apologize in advance if it's a little choppy. It is a little late. Um, I'm your host, Nate, and today we have Bridget Hennessy. Am I saying that correctly? You are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I actually had put post out there on the uh, Facebook page, and I just happened to have somebody just throw a line out there, and you happen to answer, so. Yes, we, yeah, we're, um, well, I personally own a small business. I own two small businesses. I'm in the event industry, and I love connecting with people really anytime, anywhere. So when I saw you post that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say yes to this and see how it goes. That's cool. That's cool. So what was your first festival like? My first festival, um, and honestly, when I say festival, I like to say that's for camping festivals. You mm -hmm. know, obviously, I've been to shows and all that. But once I went to a camping festival, I was like, whoa, this is different. This is the real deal. So it was 2015. I went to Firefly in Delaware. And nice. I had no clue what the heck I was doing, to be honest. And I was like kind of going through a, a breakup. And I just went with my friends. And I had the best time ever. And I was hooked ever since. Honestly, that's the best time to go. I hate to say it. You know, you're going through something like that bad, you know, get out there and just have fun. Yeah, definitely. My friends were, they just kept talking about festivals. They're like, oh, you, it changes you. You'll come back and you'll feel different and you grow during those four days. And I was like, um, I'm just going to trust you and I'm going to figure it out. And now I tell people festivals are my therapy. Um, Connor's never been to a festival, but we're taking him to Okeechobee. Nice. nice. I've never been to that one. I've been to EDC a couple of years. Um, I did Life in Color in like 2016. In Miami, but that was pretty much that, and I haven't been since. So I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of burnt out from that now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, uh, I know, Bridget and Michael just went to EDC Orlando. Um, like she said, this is gonna be my first camping festival, uh, Okeechobee, what, two weeks from now. Uh, wild, um, and I'm beyond pumped. You know, I've done city like urban festivals and you know a bunch of shows, but this is gonna be a new experience, and I'm really excited that's to be dope. getting into it that's really cool man i hope you have a good time man and hopefully oh, yeah. the weather's really nice out there man yes. so what am i oh well, so eric have you been to a festival or we're talking like edm like rave uh it doesn't any, matter anything any concerts festivals don't matter man what is it can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you you can hear me um i can't see you i can't see me oh, you're good. You're good. um probably the first festival i can remember is maybe going to zen in 1995 mm -hmm. um i remember going to the i think it was at the central florida fair fairgrounds in 98 or 99 it was called the end and in kissimmee they used to have rave called yuswaya mm -hmm. um so i go back i mean i was going to firestone raves and the edge um there was a place called cyber zone which really wasn't festival but Back in the Orlando, in Orlando, like '90s, there were you know clubs that would have all night events. You know, Firestone would stay up until like nine in the morning. So you know, but Zen was out. I forget where it was. It was way out in a field, maybe an hour from. Aren't they? The good uh, ones are always out in a field. It was out in a field, and I remember yeah, you know yeah. you drive and drive into nowhere, but then all of a sudden you'd see you know these big huge green lasers just everywhere, and you knew you were almost there. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of old school raver. I go way back. I mean, I, cool. I was at, 
I think something came up, so I couldn't be at the first one. But I was definitely at the second uh, Ultra Music Festival back when it was on the beach. Um, actually, the, the the event was actually on the beach. And I went every year. I think I probably stopped going about five years ago. It's just, you know, I'm older. It's too much, you know, <clears throat> too much money, too much craziness, where it's kind of lost its edge. Um, and I went to EDC quite a while. That's about it. That's a long answer. Sorry. I was talking bad. to people and I would love to take my parents to a festival. And sometimes people look at me weird when I say that. And I'm like, I'm not taking them to EDC. I'm going to find something, you know, that they would love, maybe some jam bands or something like that. But I'm hoping to do festivals forever. I'm just going to do them much differently. I understand this when I get older. But I used to think festivals were, it was always about staying up all night. And, and the music, of course, is so, so crucial. It's a music festival. Mm -hmm. But now my favorite thing is connecting with people. I mean, I meet so many people. I leave with like a hundred new friends. And some of these people I have as a camping neighbor. And now we've traveled, you know, the country together. We're best friends. We visit each other once a month. It really is what you make of it. So when you go to a festival, I hope. You keep in mind to, you know, meet these people and hear them out. You might meet people you would never hear their perspective in the real world, I say. Um, and then you, you, no one's really angry. It's just a beautiful, beautiful world. Yeah, it is really nice to have that, you know, especially in today's uh, day and age. You know what I mean? When people are just so negative all the time, it's, it's kind of cool to get that escape. And it's kind of funny you mentioned how you're wanting to take your parents um I'm actually married and it's funny because my father-in-law he would go to like woodstock and all that stuff back in the day oh, and yeah. he's the one who actually got us hooked on the edc he happened to be driving by um yeah field and he saw it when they were setting it up i was like that's crazy so we've been going ever since but you know I kind it's of weird thinking out. of your parents as you know humans friends they were our age once and yeah. the older i get the more I see that they're just yeah. like us. And so it's people. really cool to become really good friends with my parents and talk to them openly about this kind of stuff. Really so cool. coming from a, a non, this is, I guess, a question from a non-person, not a rookie, right? Um, I think Bridget sort of hit her answer with uh, saying how like the biggest thing for you right now with festivals is the connectivity with the community of getting to know people. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would, I would ask you, Eric, and you, um if like what what about festivals is what drew you drew you to them and continues to draw you to them these days um honestly just like kind of to branch off what bridget said in that sense just to find that camaraderie with people and to see the similar interests they have and just to see like oh my god you know you see people dressed up and how much time they it wants you it has you wanting to engage more with people rather than just being on your phone all the damn time. You're actually engaging with humans in that sense, yeah. face to face and learning what they like, what they don't like, um, where they're from. They can be from like completely out of state and coming into festivals, you know, they speak a different language and you get to learn their way of life. You know what I mean? Just that interaction with people you just don't get it nowadays and i love it's that more vulnerable i feel like at a festival than normal you know some people will tell me a very dark secret and say oh my gosh i've never told someone that before yeah yeah and, you do me and we hug it out and i say i'm so happy i could release that for you you know mm -hmm. so yeah, and, and 
I love, I basically love seeing, you know, people I haven't heard before in a sense. Like if I'm going to a festival and I've never heard this person before, but I see them live, it gives you a whole new perspective. Like, oh, wow, yeah. how did I miss out on this person or this artist in this song? You know what I mean? And then seeing, you get that crucial feeling of seeing somebody you listen to so much and it gets you so hyped when you see them live. Either they're, it's completely overwhelming, that experience, or there sometimes we have the, you know, oh, wow, that sounds better, you know, recorded rather than live. So it's just Right, like, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, I've, I've cried during shows for sure. Yeah, that yeah. someone didn't even know the artist and all of a sudden my friends drag me to this one show, I'm there, I'm crying, and I'm like, you know, their biggest fan now promoting them everywhere. <laughs> That's wild. So, so I have a question. Um, okay. How did this business come about, your events uh, business? I'm sure. Uh, I, well, I, Eric, so Eric owns a record shop. So I don't know if you want to explain a little bit yeah, about your record yeah. shop first. I mean, I can a little bit, but I kind of want to touch on what Connor asked me because it might shed some yeah, insight yeah, ahead, in, in your question. Um, but basically, because I'm older, we started listening to what was called um electro new wave freestyle industrial so we've been listening to synthesizer dance music you know since the early 80s um and that's way before you're raving you're doing ecstasy and all that a lot of people were like oh, go to a rave eat have some eat and then all of a sudden they're, oh my god i love techno and all that crap <laughs> but we were listening no it's the truth but you know the original like crowd that rode the new wave in and all the synthesizer bands by the time the rave scene came around, we were going to those raves, A, because it was a place that all our friends that we've had now from 15 to 25 for 10 years could go collectively together to music. And two, we were going there to hear, like, because it was like hearing the songs and the bands that we heard as teenagers now grown up. So we were hearing synthesizer music taken a whole new level and a whole new dynamic whole new light so show cool. so it was an experience really that you went to with your friends you didn't necessarily go there oh to meet other people but that was the, that was a perk that was kind of a layer on top that oh wow you get to meet all these great people by the end of it you made new friends but really back in the day it was like you and your 12 people you planned a trip to miami or you want you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it was always about the music we were going there with our friends to hear music and instead of hanging out in somebody's backyard, we had this big area to go dance. And, you know, a lot of us were, and I say this in the best possible sense of the word, but a lot of us were like the outcasts or the freaks, you know, yeah. it was like the punks, the bisexuals, it was whatever. And it was a place where we could all go and be safe. And we were banded together. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden we were the cool fucking kids yeah. and all the other people were not invited to our party, our rave. So, you know, by the time these festivals popped up, you know, we were just there for the music. Of course, the drugs came in. You know, we were all rolling or tripping or, you know, but I'll tell you, I haven't done ecstasy since like 1998 when I kind of renounced it and I kind of got right with the universe. But it didn't change how much I love the music. So I've been going to music festival sober for 20 years because it's about the music. I mean, sure, you know, the drugs make it sound better, you know, yeah. or not better, but it, it makes you meld into yeah. it. It's like yeah. hearing it in 3D. I mean, when you're rolling and you hear every layer of the synthesizer start separating, especially in trance when it builds one instrument at a time and then it blows up and then it breaks down again. Yeah, hearing that on X is like being in outer space. It's <laughs> phenomenal. But I am able to get that same experience 
October and it's about the music. So I'm sorry if anybody thinks, oh, raving is about like doing drugs and stuff. No, it's not. It's part of it, you know, but it's not. It's about the music. It's about community. And it's about just being able to celebrate being unique and individual. And Amen. So, yes. Cheers. That's yes, my spin so on it. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And so, and so how did how did music matters get started? Oh, I mean, I'll I'll try to sum it up briefly. But when I was 15 and talking about the music, I was seeing Toy in a New Wave, and I was a record store, and I think I had a Depeche Mode and a New Order album in my hand, and I could only afford one. I'm going off camera. Where am I? So I had to decide which one did I want, but like for us weirdo kids, music was what kept us from probably killing ourselves. And that's a, that's not a drama, me being dramatic. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it pained me. And I was like, you know, one day I'm going to own the whole fucking store. So I don't ever have to have just one piece of what I spiritually need again. <clears throat> and it took me 35 years to finally get in a position where the stars and shit lined up to where I could afford to do it. And, um, so this is kind of it. It's like me living the dream now. And that's how I met these great people. Connor plays at my concerts. <clears throat> Bridget, um, she'll tell you about what she does. But she provides really cool light installations and balloons. And just all together, we're doing some great things in our local community. Um, my store is very reminiscent of like 80s and 90s old school. So when you walk into my store, people go, holy shit. Like, I feel like I'm a teenager again. And we're turning the store into like an epicenter of, you know, community bringing us all together so it's not like a rave but they kind of turn into like what do you call it like a, a small block party where people are coming together to meet oh, people yes. be friends listen to music so we're doing some good things i think oh, so what's the name of your store by the way oh i'm sorry music matters remixed in st augustine nice. florida nice and by and the way right? you have an awesome shirt that purple rain shirt. <laughs> right yes funny moments in my life was seeing purple rain because he was so beautiful, but he has such a deep voice, and but he was so talented, but here he is. And I grew up in St. Augustine in the time I was a small redneck kind of bullshit community, but mm-hmm. there was Prince wearing lace and heels and eyeliner and just beautiful. And that was life, It was, seeing him was like life changing. I was wearing like whatever my parents could afford from Kmart, which is Walmart before there was Walmart, yeah, you know, yeah, like those Kmart. ugly Hawaiian button up shirts and Wrangler jeans and came on whatever sneakers. And then there's Prince, you know, and you go, oh, okay, now I know who I am. That's who I am. I'm that androgynous, fabulous, like creature. And uh, so, yes, Prince is a very important in so many ways. So thanks. Nice. Yeah. And speaking of Music Matters Remix, uh, Eric just gave me, would you call that like a techno trance? No, it's trance. Oh, it's trance, yeah. uh, 12-inch single from the 90s. Maybe it's early 2000s. The band's Transa and the songs enervate. I like Trance. I like Trance because it builds. But I like when they add in euphoric vocals to it. I love Lost Witness. Um, They're one of my favorite. Um, If you've never listened to them, there's a track called Red Sun Rising. And there's a um, remixer producer named Lange, I think. Lang, Lange, L-A-N-G-E. So if you ever want, look up Lost Witness Red Sun Rising, the Lange mix. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a perfect idea of like a euphoric female trance. Beautiful. And quick story on it, why it's so amazing to me is I was at Ultra when it was at Bayfront Park, where that auditorium is, <clears throat> and the sun was setting. And actually, the um, there's another song by Paul Oakenfold, and it's called Southern Sun. And actually, mm-hmm. DJ Tiesto remixed this. So we're going back probably 
like again, late nineties, two thousands. And I was in that auditorium and I was up towards the top and sun was setting and all the lasers were like shooting up. So they felt oh, like they were coming Wind was blowing. And then this Paul Oakenfold DJ Tiesto trance mix came on and you have to look it up. It's called Southern sun. I forget the name of the chick, but put in Paul Oakenfold Southern sun Tiesto mix. And it has the most amazing, surreal, beautiful vocals layered with all these trance synthesizers. And it was just a life changing moment just being in this and i'll have to lie i was probably buzzed on something you know so i was feeling very euphoric anyway I just like hearing it. it yeah right it was a very life-changing like it was the perfect moment and the perfect light and the perfect wind and in this big auditorium and there was paul oakenfold spinning his song with the tiesto mix or maybe it was tiesto spinning paul's right i don't know but it was amazing it was amazing and so the kind of music I like, if you ever want to know, listen to that. For those at home, listen one more time. It's Paul Oakenfold. Track is Southern Sun. And it's mixed by DJ Tiesto. And it's absolutely stunning piece of electronic music. Stunning. Yes. Stunning. Nice. I'll have to add that to my list. 100%. Listen. I think we're all going to probably listen to that yeah. after this. Stunning. Yeah. I'll probably, like I said, once we get done, I'm going to give it a listen. So here to see sure. you, Yes, yeah, sweet. Um, so Hennessy Events and Alphalet 904 is the name of the two companies that I have. Mm -hmm. Hennessy Events is... I have to step to the restroom while you talk. I'll okay. okay. Oh, I'm going to pause until he... Um, so Hennessy Events, we focus solely on marquee lights with Alphalet 904 and then balloon installations. So our balloons are biodegradable, except for when we use foil balloons, which we try to reuse as much as possible mm -hmm. because it is important for us to have, you know, not a huge negative impact on this earth. We really care about that. We don't use helium. Uh, you know, we were a part of helping make sure that balloon releases are illegal in our county. Uh, so sometimes we get the stigma with balloons and I love balloons. So we create these pieces. If you can see like behind me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty nice. That is yeah. that is very, very wild. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, it problem. really uh, came into fruition because I quit my job working as an executive director for a nonprofit in February, 2020. And then mm -hmm. a month later, the world shut down and yeah, I was yeah. supposed to be doing this. Like, you know, I made a big deal about it. I posted yeah, about yeah. it. I did a party. Okay. And next thing you know, my, all my, my new business, no one could gather. So I'm sure everyone's like, Ooh, you know, and I decided I wasn't going to give up because of it. Um, I'm just going to have to adapt and overcome. So I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to have to get better at balloons. And I think I could drop balloons off on people's doorstops because I think they're still celebrating, you know, at home. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I really wasn't that good at it. And he's a supportive husband. So he said, heck yeah, whatever you need. I'm going to keep my job though, because we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I don't right. blame him because I really uh, didn't make any money for about four months. And I was doing that. I was dropping off. I, I'd never even met my clients because of COVID. Everyone was so scared that like, yeah. I literally would run up, put it on their doorstop, run back to my car, and then they would shut their door. <laughs> uh, so it was just funny. And um, I was at home a lot because of COVID. And I just got 
pretty obsessed with getting better at these balloons. I, I fell in love with it. And, you know, before you know it, I'm calling my husband on his one hour lunch break. This poor guy working nine to five at a lumber yard. And I'm like, babe, I need you to drive across town and help me hang this garland. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> and, um, Eventually, I just told him, hey, I think we should clean houses. I think you should quit your job. We should clean houses. And you should help me and learn balloons, too. And mm -hmm. let's try to make this a real company. And he took that leap of faith. And we thought we would be doing the cleaning job for you know a year or so while we're getting it together. Mm -hmm. Michael joined us. And we became unstoppable. After two months, we were able to quit the cleaning job. And we're full-time doing just balloons. And it was just this beautiful thing that happened. And before you know it, we're just in the business of happiness. And uh, we went to Okeechobee 2020. And that was when we were doing balloons. But Michael, were you full-time yet? No, he wasn't full-time yet. And we went by ourselves, met a group of like 25 people wow. camping next to us. And they pretty much introduced us to electronic music changed our lives and changed our mindset. We returned back from this festival, new human beings. And I really do think festivals is what helped us get just like that feeling of we can do whatever we want to do. We can make money off of our art. We can ignore the people that give us weird eyes when we say we want to do balloons full time. Let's just do it. And I know some people just think it's an over-exaggeration when I say it, but I think music festivals is the beginning of our journey that really started a new life. You know, I was reborn at Okeechobee 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the growing pains you have to take when, you know, starting up a new business or just starting up a new investment like that. You know, they're growing pains and you have to take some sacrifices. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be, like you said, working a, a dead-end job to where you're like, oh, I have to go in and work again. You're actually doing something you enjoy doing as a career. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get to spend my days with the love of my life creating art. Not a lot of people can say that, so I feel so blessed. And with the festivals, I mean, I will reach out to any festival person that I find out is helping coordinate an event or something. We just did an installation at Shipwreck for Alliance events. And nice. we're about to go to uh, Dirty Bird Camping in Orlando and do an install there. So we're really, you know, working our tails off to get that connection with festivals because we believe in our art so much and we want other people to see it. And it's temporary art that only a few people get to see it before it's gone forever. You know, like an ice sculpture, not everyone's going to be able to see yeah. the creations I make, you know, people that visit my home, they get to see what's behind me, but eventually it's going to deflate and be gone. So it's really special to me that I get to share it with people. So what's your biggest project you've had so far that you can actually just like recall, like it took, you didn't think you was just like, Oh my God, you're kind of crunching on time and everything. Um, I would say like not necessarily like crunching on time, but we've just had really big jobs that we go, oh my gosh, we're doing what? We're doing, we're at the Gator Stadium and we're doing balloons for the Gators. We're with the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. We did balloons for the founder of NASCAR's granddaughter's birthday at Streamline Hotel in Orla uh, Daytona. So it, we kind of look at each other like, me and you did this, you know, like we cry, we don't get over it. It's not like we're just like, oh yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> this is the wild one. We got a call from the Iceman 
and their owner was having a Iceman or a hockey team in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the Iceman was having a private viewing for the Stanley Cup. This was like last month. And they asked us to do balloons at his house. So, you know, we go to do balloons and there's a table. And I said, oh, we're going to move the table. So we put the balloons up. And they're like, no, the table's staying there because the Stanley Cup's going to be right there. So we got to like physically frame the Stanley Cup with our balloons and meet the owner who was just, his name's Andy. And he's so nice. And he was ecstatic. And it was just a really big moment from, uh, for, you know, for us. And uh, it's, it's really beautiful because it's a genuine business. You know, our hearts and our intentions are, they're pure. They really are. So I think people see our light and we get to see their lights and it's magical. Oh, that's incredible. That is very, very incredible. So what's your dream gig in the sense? I mean, I know you've had a bunch of, you know, so far working with like the Lightning and the Jaguars. It's <laughs> like the super dream gig, if you can nail one, like right off the top of your head. Right. So I really, really want to do balloons for Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> It's um I yeah DJ Diesel uh, I'm a huge fan and I don't know if you've seen his new show I'm crying and sobbing like a baby because this man is the nicest guy I think I've ever witnessed he's it's so generous too, and I told Michael I told my husband Michael I said I want us to do balloons for him and make him look small because our art is that massive behind him I want my art to make him look tiny. And uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna manifest it. Who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, we'll say good luck with that because that man is huge. I've seen him out in person, and I'm just like, wow! I cannot believe that. It's just it's a sight to behold seeing Shaq out in public. Yeah, he said that he was wearing the same pair of sneakers when he was a teenager for so so long because he's you know so tall mm. and his feet are so massive that they didn't have it in his size and he met this shoe owner he owns like a shoe store makes custom shoes and this guy was nice enough to just say i'm gonna make you the right size shoe i can't let a kid not be wearing the right size shoe and yeah. then shaquille o'neal becomes shaquille o'neal and he not only buys all of his shoes from this guy he takes kids there all the time and just buys them a ton of shoes and i'm just you know of course crying my eye like a baby and I'm just like, why can't everyone be like DJ Diesel? Yeah, why can't everyone be like Shaq? What would Shaq do is the new phrase. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, Pretty I'm much. over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That answer just came to me. I don't know. That that came from hey, heart. It's fine. It's fine. This is it makes for really great content anyway. So <laughs> DOG, she has a cone, cone of shame. Oh, she just had surgery. This is my dog, G. Um, lately, Jesus, uh, DOG, GOD. It's cute, cute. Uh, yeah, she uh, she just got a surgery done. So, what type of dog is she? She is a blue healer Australian shepherd mix, I think. I'm gonna do a DNA test one of these days. She's the best. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She is adorable. She's gorgeous. So anyway, that was on the side. <laughs> oh, you're good, you're good. Um, do you guys have any questions for me? Comments, concerns, anything? Where where are you from? Where do you live? <laughs> I actually live here. I'm based is in here Florida. Orlando. Uh I've I was born and raised here in Florida, yeah. In Orlando okay, area. Cool. So where are you now? I'm sorry. Are you not towing? 
Oh, no, he's here. He's in Orlando. Oh, you're in Orlando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live here. I live so, here in Florida. I was born and raised here. Did you hear Barbarella's closing down? Do you know Barbarella? No, I've never heard of Barbarella. That's the only place Barbarella's I've heard. on the corner of Orange Avenue in Washington. It was known. It was Barbarella. It's been there 34 years. And then it became Independent Bar for a while. And then it's Barbarella again. But anyway, they have the best like 80s New Wave night ever. And so if you like the original EDM music, like Depeche Mode, New Order, Susie and the Banshees, they even play like the Smiths, um, Dead or Alive. So Joy Division, you can hear um, Industrial, like Skinny Puppy, Ministry, Front 242. Um, and they're closing that location down, which is iconic. And I think there's one or two more weekends. So if you've never experienced a night downtown at Barbarella on Saturday for their new wave night, if you're into EDM music, you have totally missed out. I still live in Orlando, even though my business is here. I have a place off Kirkland and Conroy. And so I go home Saturday nights till Tuesday morning. And that's always been my go-to, come home and go to Barbara on Saturday night. It's amazing. If you like electronic music and the roots of it, you got to go one time before they close down. Oh, yeah, um, for sure, for sure, yeah. You guys also, both y'all need to go to Fuck Your Diet. Have you been there? <laughs> no, this sounds like a very interesting Oh, my God. So it's this breakfast place. And when I say the family, the owner is the nicest man. Not, I mean, I think him and Shaquille O'Neal will be really good friends. Great business partner. He is so too, nice. Right? Like, he'll just, but they give, you know, some of the proceeds to um, a charity. Yeah. And I mean, their proportion size. Like, I'll ask my friends, hey, guys, let's go to Fuck Your Diet. And they're like, oh, our stomachs today can't handle that. I can't have that much food. But yeah, 100% recommend. That's great. Where is that located? So I can put that on like the list because I got a list already. Have I right now. literally have no idea. I just, my friend Obi drives me around and takes me to good places in Orlando. Gotcha. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it um, up. Our friend Obi, he's actually, he's in Orlando, but he's an up and coming DJ. He's absolutely awesome he played at edc at the rhino bus stage but sarala is his dj name mm -hmm. so we will be um going to a show soon with him and we're also we're going to lane eight coming up so we're really excited for that but yeah we really love orlando a lot of the Oki crew that we met they're all based in orlando so we always joke that we're like St. Augustine, all of our friends are like, oh, they snuck away to those Orlando <laughs> people again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's hilarious. But yeah. Um, like I would love to meet you in person one day. I hope our paths cross, and I'm so thankful that you had us on here. Yes, anytime. Thank you for actually coming on. And if you guys have any socials you want to put out there, or any, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um on instagram that's the best way to find us it's hennessy events h-e-n-n-e-s-s-y events and you can see our portfolio i think we're a fun page to be looking at and we love interacting with everyone and people at festivals we always just give them that name so we could stay in touch with them uh, <laughs> if you ever want to come to the store you can follow it on facebook and instagram it's just three, uh, three words music matters with an s and remixed and then you can always reach me through the messenger, just like texting me. Um, it's in St. Augustine off uh, 312 and US 1. Mm -hmm. It's in a big Hobby Lobby Plaza. So if you ever come to St. Augustine, really, you just need to uh, Google um, GPS Hobby Lobby. Um, and we have all kinds of cool stuff. So it's worth the drive. It's not just like records. There's CDs, cassettes, posters, T-shirts, instruments. 
is pretty uh, iconic, I would think. Yeah. Nice. So if you're into EDM, I have a section of trance and house and breaks. So there is uh, music, even in the small little town. I brought some uh, electronica to it. So there we go. That's amazing. And uh, I'm also a musician. Got some stuff in the pipeline. As of right now, you can get me at uh, Connor T. Hennessy. C-O-N-N-O-R-T-H-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y. So, yeah, it was really fun talking to you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you for coming out, guys. You guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Peace. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun.